Hello everyone, welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you've joined me today and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Last week I began a series titled The Future and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about the future uh, with you again today. Uh, from the Bible, of course, it's, a, it's an exciting subject to, to go into the Bible and find out what lay ahead for all of us in the future. Now last week, uh, we began by looking at the rapture of the church and the judgment seat of Christ. And so if you missed that, please go back in our archives and catch up on what you missed. It's important that you understand what the rapture of the church is and what the judgment seat of Christ is. Uh, but now with that in mind, when the rapture takes place, the Bible says that we're going to be caught up Christians now, people who have placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, are going to be caught up to heaven. And I tell you what, that is going to be something else to get to be in heaven. Now, of course, if the rapture doesn't take place in our lifetime and we as believers in Christ die, uh, that's where we're going to go anyway. So for, you know, Christians are going to get to go to heaven, whether by way of the grave, <laughs> You know, through physical death, the Bible says for a Christian to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So, uh, you know, if, if the rapture doesn't take place in our lifetime and we die as Christians, we get to go to heaven. But there's going to be a certain group of people on the earth. You know, wouldn't you like to be part of the group of people on the earth when the rapture takes place and, and, and the Christians are caught up to heaven? That's going to be something. And, and I'm excited about it. And so with that in mind, I want to talk to you today about heaven. And it's an exciting, exciting place. And, uh, you know, it's interesting if you look at the Bible in the Old Testament, you know, people got saved in the Old Testament the same way we get saved in the New. It's through faith in Christ. Absolutely. Jesus is preached all throughout the Old Testament. He's the coming Messiah. And people got saved in the Old Testament through faith in him, just like we do here in the, in, in the New Testament for the last 2000 years. Old Testament, they look forward to the cross. Here in the, in the Old Testament, they look forward to the cross. In the New Testament, we look backward to the cross, but it's faith in what Jesus, in Jesus and what he did on the cross through his death, burial, and resurrection that we get saved. In the Old Testament, when a believer in, in the Lord died, their spirit didn't, uh, go, go, uh, up to heaven. It went into the inner workings of the earth into a place known as Abraham's bosom or paradise. And uh, if you read Luke, the 16th chapter, Jesus gave an excellent explanation of that. And, um, uh, and, and it was a place of comfort, uh, paradise, Abraham's bosom. But that's where believers in the Old Testament, when they died, their bodies were buried, but their spirits went in, in the spiritual realm, went into, into what is known as Abraham's bosom or paradise. When Jesus was raised from the dead, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that he took all of those spirits with him, it says in the book of Ephesians, he led captivity captive, gave gifts to men. What that means is, he, if you study into it, he took all the spirits of those people who died in the Old Testament with him to heaven. And, uh, so, and that's where they are right now. Everyone from uh, the time of Adam and Eve on down who have ever uh, uh, died believing in the Lord Jesus Christ all the way to the present hour are, are in heaven. Now, it's in, in the New Testament, in the, after the cross, when I say New Testament, I'm talking after the cross for the last 2,000 years, when a believer dies, they, they don't go down, their spirits don't go down, their bodies are buried, you know, just like in the Old Testament, but their spirits don't go down. We get to go up. Christians get to go up into heaven. So here's what I'm trying to tell you. Anyone who has ever died in Christ is already in heaven right now. And they're waiting for the rapture just like we are. But you see, again, I want to just make this clear. If, if we're on the earth when the rapture takes place, we, we get to go to heaven in the rapture. If we die uh, before the rapture takes place, then we go by way of the grave to heaven. For a Christian, either way, whether it's the rapture or you... <laughs> Or you, you go by way of the grave, you're going to go to heaven, and that's a good deal. But with all that being said, I, and you know, a lot of people don't know that, that that's where the Old Testament saints went, that they went in, you know, that they went in, into a place called paradise or Abraham's bosom. People don't realize that as they should, but I think it's worth pointing out. But anyway, said all that to say this, hey, for a Christian, heaven is in our future, and I am looking forward to it. You know, 
uh, the, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, says this, But it is written that I has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. So, you know, what this is telling me is that God has some awesome things ahead for those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and you know, when you study the Bible, now perhaps the Bible doesn't give us as much uh, as uh, about heaven as we would like to know, but really there's a lot in the Bible on heaven, and God has revealed things to us about heaven, and we have them written in the Bible, and so that's what I want to share with you today, talking about heaven. Now, um, in, in Revelation, the fourth chapter, and we looked at this last week, but let's go there again. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. This is as the church age concludes. And uh, uh, notice after these things I looked, and behold, the door standing open in heaven. And John is a type of the church, and he sees a door standing open in heaven. And he says, the, the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up. See, heaven's always up. Heaven is up. And he was caught up. He went up, said, come up here and I'll show you things which must take place after this. Okay. And of course, he got the book of Revelation and that lay out in our future. And so we're talking about the future here. And so John is a type of the church, was caught up to heaven. And uh, and he said, I'll, the voice said, I'll show you things which must take place after this. Verse two, immediately I was in the spirit. So uh, apparently he didn't physically go there, his body, but his spirit was caught up. He went up and he got the the uh, great vision, the book of Revelation. And we'll be talking about much of that book over the, la- over the next several weeks. But he said, I was in the spirit, behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Now, we'll come back to this in just a moment, but... But, of course, he was caught up to heaven. And that, of course, is where we're going to go, whether by way of the grave or way of the rapture. Christians are headed to heaven, and it's an exciting place. We're going to talk about it here today. Now, actually, when you get into the Bible, there's really three heavens that are mentioned. And uh, unfortunately, there's a cult that that teaches that there's three levels of heaven, but it's not so. It's not true. The first heaven is the atmosphere around uh, this earth. You know, the air we breathe and all of that, where planes fly and so forth. The second atmosphere is space. The final frontier, you know, where, where the astronauts go, Captain Kirk, Captain Picard, you know, if you don't know about, uh, <laughs> if you don't know about Star Trek, well, I can't do much for you, but I'm joking with you, but the, the space where the planets are and all of that. But then in the spirit realm, there's a, what's known in the Bible as the third heaven. It's in the spirit realm. Not in the natural realm, in the spirit realm. You need to know there's two realms. There really are. There's a, there's a natural realm in which most everybody, you know, very aware of the natural realm, but there's a spirit realm. You need to realize you're a spirit being. You are a spirit. You possess a soul. You live in that physical body. With that physical body, you, uh, uh, contact the natural realm, but there's a spirit realm. Sad to say most people, including Christians that I've met, aren't as aware of the spiritual realm as much as they should be. And uh, But there's a, th- a spiritual realm, and the third heaven is in that spiritual realm, and it is where uh, uh, God himself in person resides, his throne is. John was caught up, you know, and uh, he saw that one, God sitting on the throne. Well, that is in the spiritual realm. And, uh, you know, Isaiah records that heaven is in the farthest sides of the north. And it's interesting, the astronomers say, I didn't say astrologers, I said astronomers. Astrology is a sinful thing, but astronomy isn't. And astronomers say that there's a vast area in the northernmost part of the sky, in the nebula of the constellation Orion, it's a space about 90,000 times bigger than the Earth's diameter. And it's really the most beautiful part of space. And actually, the scientists' telescopes cannot probe into that one area up in the farther sides of the North. And the reason is, is because over it, over up that way in the spirit realm is where the throne of God is. And nobody's going to be spying on God. You understand that? But I just thought I'd point that out because uh, Isaiah says, 
says in the farther sides of the north is where the throne of God is. And astronomers, there's a, there's a place over there on the farther sides of the north that they can't get their telescopes in. I find that very interesting. But anyway, and that's in the, up in the third heaven where the Lord's throne is, where heaven is. Where you and I, if we're believers on the Lord Jesus Christ, are going to be going one day. And as I said, whether via the grave or via the rapture, okay? And it's interesting, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verses 2 through 4, the Apostle Paul, we're talking about heaven here today, it's what lay in all of our futures. Absolutely, if we're believers on the Lord Jesus Christ, I keep stressing that because... If you're listening to this and you've never placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not headed to this place called heaven. You're headed to a place known as hell. And that is a place of torment and, and terror. And, and you know, it's, the Bible says God's not willing that any should go there. Absolutely. The Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, you know, and faith in Christ so you can miss hell and make heaven and get in on all these good things I'm going to be talking about here today. But anyway, Paul, go, he was caught up to heaven, uh, much like John was caught up to heaven in, in Revelation chapter 4, which we've already talked about. Paul was caught up and... Uh, and he makes this statement. He had a, he had a vision of heaven. Uh, a lot of theologians believe this is when he was uh, beat uh, really to death there, and they left him. They drug him outside the city and left him for dead. Now, whether this is when this actually happened to him or not, I can't say for sure. Most likely, but be that as it may, he said, "I know a man in Christ." This is Second Corinthians twelve two. I know a man in Christ who fourteen years ago. Whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a one who was caught up, to, caught up. See there it is, caught up to the third heaven. Third heaven. That's where the throne of God is. That's where heaven is. It's in the spiritual realm. And he went up, and he went up there. And uh, basically, ever every theologian I've ever studied after concludes that he's talking about himself here, and he was caught up to heaven. And uh, this is the Apostle Paul now. And he said, uh, verse 3, And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And what he was saying there is, is he got over in the spirit realm. He was caught up to heaven. And, and spiritual things are so real. Absolutely, he couldn't tell whether he was there in, in whether it was his body that was there, you know, or, or his spirit. You need to realize, you know, the spiritual realm is really, it's, it's more real than the natural realm. It really is. I mean, it really is so sad that so many people are so unaware of, of, of the, of the spiritual things. That's where the angels are. They're right over there in the spirit realm. Absolutely. And, uh, but, but you, when he went to heaven, he couldn't tell if he, he, you know, he couldn't tell whether he was in his body or not. You know, he, he couldn't tell. And uh, he didn't know whether he was in his body or not. He didn't know whether he was there spiritually or, or if his body was actually there. And uh, uh, much I could say about that, but let's move on. He was caught up into paradise or heaven and heard, notice this, he heard inexpressible words. The Amplified Bible brings out beyond the power of man to put in, into words. So he saw some, he heard some things that were just, you couldn't really articulate them to someone else, uh, in an own language. It, 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 you know, he said he heard things which is not lawful for a man to utter. So having some bizarrely wonderful things, uh, over in the spirit realm and up in heaven where he went. And then, uh, so Paul, we see John was caught up to heaven. We'll come back to him in a minute. Paul was caught up to heaven. He had a, a vision of heaven. And, uh, uh, and then just a little more on Paul. The, the Bible says if, if in fact he went to heaven here where, uh, if he's referring to him going to heaven when he was beat to death, you know, and, uh, then the, uh, disciples, the Bible said, came out, gathered around him and prayed and, and, uh, and apparently, you know, he, he was left for dead. The apostle, the other apostles, believers, whatnot, prayed for him. And, uh, and, and his spirit came back in his body. And he rose up and went on with the work of the ministry. And, uh, 
I wonder if he, how happy he was about that, you know, because he said later on, he said he had a desire to, to depart and be with Christ. What do you mean depart? Depart, leave his spirit, leave his body at death and go up to be with the Lord. He said he, he was the one who wrote to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He said, he said, he, he said to, to, to depart and be with Christ is far better. Let me tell you, heaven's a whole lot better place than, than, than this earth. I'll tell you, tell you that right now. You get a glimpse of glory. You get a glimpse of heaven. You won't want to come back here so uh, to this earth. But <laughs> I tell you, uh, I don't know if this is when Paul actually went and had this vision or not when he was left for dead there. But I wonder how happy he was with those disciples for, for praying over him and bringing him back. I don't know. I just never thought about that. I've never I've thought about that, but I've never said it publicly. But it's something interesting to think about. But nonetheless, he got to see heaven. Now, look in Isaiah chapter six. Isaiah got to see heaven. First three verses, he said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. Wow. Well, John saw that too, didn't he? And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it, above the throne of God, stood seraphim. Now, these are angelic beings. Wow. Each one having six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, with two he flew, and and one cried to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. I believe, and I heard a minister say this years ago, and it's a good, it's good. I think one holy for the Father, one holy for the Son, and one holy for the Holy Spirit. But I tell you what, these, these, these angelic beings, I mean, think about six wings and, I mean, they're, they gotta be, I mean, what are we gonna be doing in heaven? Well, one thing is, I'm going to talk more about that at the end but my of this message, but my goodness, one thing, just look at, I mean, you talk about going to the zoo, I say this respectfully, but I tell you, you know, my wife and I, we go to the St. Louis Zoo once in a while, and you see things there that, you know, I didn't know that there was that kind of an animal. I say, Diane, I didn't know there was that kind of an animal. I tell you, we go to heaven, we're going to see some things that we didn't, we didn't know there was an angel, an angel looked like that, you know, my goodness. And this angel, think about it, this one, this particular angel here, Seraphim had six wings. Two he covered his face, two he covered his feet, with two he flew. I mean, <laughs> pretty interesting. And, uh, but, but that was a, a vision that Isaiah had of heaven. And, uh, uh, boy, heaven's gonna be an interesting place and an exciting place. But Ezekiel sees heaven in Ezekiel 1. Notice this, verse 1. Now it came to pass, and, and Read on in that verse that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. Think about this. The heavens were open. See, he saw over in the spirit realm. And verse four, then I looked and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north. Well, that's, that's where the throne of God is. A great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself and brightness was all around it, radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Also from within it came the likeness of the four living creatures. And, and, and this was their appearance. They, excuse me, they had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces. Each one had four wings. This is the throne of God. Seeing the throne of God. Think of it. Whoo! The throne of God. And in verse 10, as for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. Each and each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side. Each one had each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side, and each of the four had the face of an eagle. You think about that. John sees this as we'll see in a moment. Face of a man, the face of a lion, the face of an ox, face of an eagle. You think about it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In Matthew, Jesus is known as the lion of the tribe of Judah. In Mark, he's seen as the tireless servant. That's the ox. In Luke, he's seen as the son of man, face of a man. And in John, he's seen as the son of God, which the eagle would be symbolic of that. You see, uh, these, these, these angelic beings, you see, you see the Lord Jesus Christ. You see Jesus throughout the entirety of the Bible. And, and Ezekiel got to see these four living creatures, you got to see the throne of God. You think about that. And it's fire. The Bible says God is a fire from the loins up and a fire from the loins down. He said, the Bible says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. No shadow of turning. My, my, my. Oh, it's going to be something. People want to know, what are we going to be doing in heaven? Ah, it's gonna, it's exciting place, exciting place. 
the throne of God, the seraphim, the cherubim, the angels. And so that was, that was Ezekiel. Now let's go back to, to the book of Revelation. There's nothing wrong with me. I, just the presence of God. When the presence of God comes on me, sometimes I, I, I weep and, uh, look at Revelation, the fourth chapter, first verse. Now back, back here, John, let's, let's pick up with him. We've already read the first two verses, but let's read them again. After these things I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as, like a trumpet speaking with me. See the trumpet, you know, at the rapture of the church, the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ will rise and, uh, and so forth. And he, the boy said, come up here and I'll show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. You think about that. You think about that. A rainbow belongs to God, by the way. It's God's. It belongs to him. I said the rainbow belongs to God. And it's his. Verse 4, around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed with white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And of course, I talked about this last week with the, at the judgment seat of Christ. So you can go back and catch up on that. And from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. My goodness. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. There's not seven Holy Ghosts, but he has a sevenfold ministry. And that's what that's making reference to. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thundering, so forth. Verse 6, before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. You think about that. You haven't seen a sea till you've seen that sea. My, 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 like crystal in the midst of the throne and around the throne were those, there they are, those four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. Now you think about that. You think about that, what they look like. You think about that. Full of eyes in front and in back. Keep, you know, they're, 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 they're keeping the weight of the throne of God, you know. You're not going to sneak up on these on these angels. I'll tell you that the first living creature here it is was like a lion, the second like a calf, the third uh, living creature the face of a man, the fourth living creature like the face of a flying eagle. Well, we saw that that prophet, that prophet, uh, that prophet Ezekiel. He saw similar. He saw similar. He was seeing the same thing John was seeing. And. Uh, and notice uh, verse 8, the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest, night or day, saying, holy, 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 Lord, see, there it is. John saw the same thing that, 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 it, uh, that Ezekiel, that Ezekiel saw, or, or that Isaiah saw. Isaiah saw those creatures saying, holy, holy, holy. See, they're, see, see, they're seeing the same things. They're seeing the same things. Absolutely. I said they're seeing the same things because these are legitimate visions. They're, they're given by God and they're seeing the same things. And, uh, be careful. Be careful about listening to YouTube and, and different ones giving their testimonies of heaven and, and, and what they experience at death and so on and so forth, etc. Uh, be careful of, of those. Be sure that uh, any any time you hear somebody give a testimony about you know dying and going to heaven or whatever, you know, be sure that it lines up with the Bible. Okay, just a word the word to the wise should be sufficient. You can get get real messed up uh, listening to certain people give testimonies that think they've had had a vision of heaven or they've gone there in a dream or this or that. You know, don't base anything you believe on somebody's experience. Be sure it lines up with the Word of God. But these men were. Given vision, were given visions by God. They're seeing the same things. And, uh, notice in verse 9 here, Revelation 4 9, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne lives forever and ever. That's to the heavenly father, the son, you know, Holy Spirit. Anyway, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. So we're going to be worshiping God. 
We're going to be worshiping God in heaven. That's one of the things we're going to be doing in heaven is worshiping God. The atmosphere of heaven is worship. I said the atmosphere of heaven is worship. And I tell you what, uh, uh, just just take it from me. Uh, uh, the, the, the presence of God and wor- the, the worship in heaven, just that atmosphere. Uh, the Bible says God inhabits the praise of His people, and I tell you what, the, the entire the, the entire atmosphere of heaven is one of worship unto Almighty God. And I tell you, tell you what, that alone, that alone, just take it from me, that alone, just that atmosphere and that and that that, that worship and the music, that, those heavenly choirs. Heavenly choirs of redeemed saints. You want to know what we're going to be doing in the future? We're going to be worshiping God and those heavenly choirs of the redeemed saints and the angels of God. I tell you what, you've never, you, you could listen to it for an eternity and, 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 you, and, and never, it never gets old. I, I mean, you get a taste of that. You don't want to come back here to the earth. I'll tell you that. And, uh, and, and we're going to be worshiping God. And my, 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 my. And, uh, it is, you know, play, heaven's not the quietest place. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I tell you that it's a place of worship and, oh, my, 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 my. Revelation, the fifth chapter. Let's go there. And John looks and beholds and he said, in the midst of the, th- in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. <clears throat> now you see Jesus appeared to John in chapter 1 of the book of Revelation in his glory. In, in his glorified body and in his glory. You know. But now he's appearing and John is seeing him in his humility. And in his humbleness. You know. And uh, uh, wow. He sees in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Talking about Jesus, we're going to get to see Jesus in heaven. My, 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 won't that be, won't that be something? And notice verse 9, they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and uh, kindred and people and nation. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. And he's telling us what we're going to be singing in heaven, wow. And, uh, uh, whew, they sang a new song. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. And in verse 10, has made us kings and priests to our God will reign on the earth. We'll talk about that later on in a future session when I talk about the millennium. Wow, that's going to be interesting. We'll reign on the earth. That's when saints are going to reign with Jesus on the earth. And verse 11, then I looked and, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures, the elders, and the number of them ten, was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands sang with a loud voice. <laughs> loud voice. Whoo. Well, think of it. Think of that. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which, which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as were in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. And I, I know about you, but I can say amen to that. What are we talking about here? We're talking about where we're going if we're born again to the Spirit of God, if we're washed in the blood of Jesus through through His through faith in Him and His grace. We're talking about where we're going. Heaven. Glory to God. Now, go to Revelation, the 21st chapter, and we're going to pick up there with some some uh, some more things about heaven. Uh, the rest of the book of Re- Revelation, uh, it, it, we'll get into that as we go later on, the tribulation period and whatnot. We'll, we'll get to that. But today I'm just centering in on heaven. And uh, Revelation 21, verse 4, some things about heaven, some things that God's revealed to us about heaven. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Think about that. And there'll be no more death nor sorrow, nor crying, there shall be no more pain. Oh, won't that be wonderful? For the former things have passed away. Wow. 
In verse 10, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Let me tell you what, there, in heaven there's a great and high mountain known as the heavenly Jerusalem, the holy heavenly Jerusalem where the throne of God is. High mountain. And uh, I tell you, go to heaven, you'll see that high mountain. And... Uh, and that's where the throne of God. I believe personally that from all of heaven, the throne of God can be seen. And uh, because it's on the highest mountain of heaven. Uh, does heaven have mountains? <laughs> Just said it right there. Absolutely it does. And uh, uh, a great place. You think earth, you know, I, th- I believe God... Uh, you know, he created man in his likeness and image. And I think he also, I think he also, the earth is in the likeness of heaven. And, and we see how beautiful the earth can be in its fallen state. Well, just think how beautiful the earth was in the Garden of Eden before sin. And then you take heaven and ramp that up. I tell you what, heaven is a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful place. And, uh, uh, it, it's just, it's just as real as, it's more real than earth. You know, well, what's it gonna be like in heaven? Are we, are we gonna, you know, be floating around on a cloud? No, heaven's just as, it's just like here on the earth, only far better. There's no sin there. There's no darkness there. It, I mean, we're gonna, the Bible, Jesus said in my father's house are many mansions. We're gonna have a mansion there. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, it, it, I mean, and, and Paul said, I couldn't tell if I was in my body here on earth or not. I mean, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be more real than here on earth. It's not a nebulous float around, I mean, type thing. It is real, man. <laughs> it's a real place. And, uh, well, anyway, let's go on here. Verse 11. He's talking about the, this heavenly Jerusalem having the glory of God. Her light was like most precious stone, like jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall. We're talking about the, the this heavenly city where the throne of God is. She had a great high wall with twelve gates, and the twelve and twelve angels at the gates, and names uh, written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, three on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Remember not long ago I taught you on the lessons from the apostles, apostles and we talked about this. And, uh, so that's there. And, uh, he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its wall. And then look here at verses 16 and 17, the gates of this city and the wall. When he measured it, he found it was a square, as wide as it was long. In fact, it was, now this is a New Living Translation, in the form of a cube for its length and width uh, and height were 1,400 miles. We're talking about this great city, this heavenly Jerusalem. My, 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 my. He measured the walls and found them to be 216 uh, feet thick. You think about that. Who ain't never seen nothing like that. I mean, my goodness. And then uh, Revelation 21, verse 18, uh, the construction of its wall was was of jasper. The city was pure gold, like clear clear glass, transparent glass, gold, a lot of gold in heaven. A lot of gold in heaven. I mean, a lot of pure gold. My goodness. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third caledony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardon, sardon, the sardonx, the sixth sardis, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth christophrase, the eleventh jasnith, the twelfth amethyst. I don't even know. What, I don't even know what these are. But man, some of them I know, but most of them I don't have a clue. Had to get a jeweler in here to tell me what some of these are. The jewelers might not even know what some of these are. I, I don't know. But I tell you what, <laughs> what heaven? You talk about a place. I mean, you never see nothing like this. I mean, uh, oh my gosh. And, uh, you know, hey, God is not poor. He's not, you know, and he wants us to prosper too. He really, really does. The Bible says he takes pleasure at the prosperity of his servant, you know. And anyway, but look at this, verse 21, the 12 gates were 12 pearls. You know, you talk about the the, the, the pearly gate. Well, there's 
There's 12 gates. There's not just one gate. There's 12 gates. Yeah. Well, when we die, you know, we go to heaven and Peter will be at the pearly gate. Well, where do you find that in the Bible that Peter's going to be wait, waiting at the pearly gate and, and, and to grant you entrance or not? No, line it up with the Bible. The Bible says that, that, well, it says that there's 12, there's, there's gates, uh, 12 gates, 12 pearls. And, and, and look, you're not going to, hey, you don't find out whether or not you go to heaven or not when, when you when you die and go to the pearly gates. That seal that was sealed at the cross two thousand years ago, and you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I mean you really mean it, and, and have an experience with Him, and you receive Jesus into your into your heart as your Savior. It's sealed right there, man, and you're going to heaven. You're not going to find out about it, you know, whether or not you're going when you die. You better know now. If you don't know now, you need to know now. Bless God. But if you if you know Jesus as your Savior, you die, your spirit leaves your body and you go to be with the Lord and, and your entrance into heaven is a sure thing because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and you're going to not see one pearly gate but there's 12 gates, 12 pearls each individual gate was one pearl, glory to God, you think about that, and, you know the one preacher jokingly said think about the size of that oyster, <laughs> I don't know if God got that pearl out of an oyster or not, probably didn't, he just created that I believe somehow or another these 12 gates I get stirred up praise God the anointing of God is strong and heavy on this service today I tell you on this on this today my goodness I'm looking forward to heaven and notice this so we've got 12 gates each individual gate was one pearl and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass I mean gold everywhere. I mean we we pave our streets with concrete and asphalt, but God uses pure gold. I mean, wow, you talk about that. Whew, and I saw but verse twenty two, but I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or the moon or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb, Jesus, is its light. God is light. Glory to God. And, and uh, the Lamb, that's talking about Jesus is its light. And the nations of those who are saved. See, you got to be saved to go there. you got to be saved. How do you get saved? Through faith in Christ. Uh, you know, that jailer, he asked Paul, he says, and Silas, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The question of the ages. And Paul answered that quick, sir. Uh, he said to that jailer, he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And the Bible says right here, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There is no night there. Glory to God. Boy, think about that. And they'll, and they'll bring their glory and honor in, in, uh, of the nations into it. Look at verse 27. But there, but there shall by, now listen to this. We're talking about heaven, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. How do you get in that Lamb's book of life? Through faith in Jesus. Amen. And I don't mean just mentally believing that He exists, but through faith in your heart and receiving Him as your Lord and Savior, selling out to Him, absolutely. And by the way, since I'm on it, Revelation 22.15 gives us a little more. It says, but outside, talking outside of heaven, outside of this heavenly city, outside are dogs, are dogs. And, and what that's making reference, there's two things you could say. Those who reject Jesus who do not have a covenant with him. And you could also say this is making reference to homosexuals. But there's so many other verses in the Bible that talks about homosexuals not entering the kingdom of God that, you know, and then it goes on to say sorcerers are outside, sexually immoral are outside. Uh, you, you cannot be a homosexual and a Christian that don't work. That does not compute. That does not compute. If you ever saw, if you ever saw those old lost in spaces from the 1960s and when something was said that, that, that robot would say, that does not compute. Uh, you know, but, but you know, the devil has deceived so many to think that you can be a homosexual and still be, be a, a born again Christian on your way to heaven. That does not compute. Absolutely not. The Bible says homosexuals uh, sexual, and not just homosexuals, but anyone who's sexually immoral, heterosexually or any other way. Marriage, sex is for uh, uh, those who are married. A man and a woman is a husband and a wife. 
period. And the Bible's clear. Anybody who practices having sex outside of the marriage bond, the Bible says they'll not inherit the kingdom of God. I know that's not a popular message in this day, but it's what the Bible says. So you'll not see homosexuals in heaven. You'll not see the sexually immoral in heaven. I'm talking about those who are practicing that lifestyle, you see. The Bible says outside are dogs and sorcerers, witches and those who, those who practice uh, witchcraft and so forth and sexually immoral murderers, idolaters, whoever, anytime you put something ahead of God, the Bible says you're an idolater. And whoever loves and practices, he practices a lie. This is not talking about someone who blunders into sin. This is talking about lifestyle. People, there's people who actually think they can be Christians and practice sinful things and, and that's okay. I'm here today to tell you it's not okay. Okay. I'm not here to put anybody down, but I am here to preach the Bible to you. So. Anyway, uh, a lot of good things in heaven, but here the Bible talks about some people who won't be there. All right, and uh, be that as it may, uh, let's move on. Revelation 22, verse 1, and he showed me, now this is John still speaking, he showed me a pure river of water of life. Think about that. Pure river, water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. You think about that. Wow. In the middle of its street, on, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Somebody asked me about that one time, and, and they said, well, pastor, if we're there in our glorified bodies, we won't need healing, so what's this uh, tree for? I mean, who's it, who's it for? And, uh, it, well, it says for the healing of the nations, and we'll get to this in a future session, but during the millennium, millennium, there will be, uh, because I'll teach you later from the Bible, this, that, that, that really heaven's moving to earth. Okay. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. But actually before that, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's going to be a renovated heaven, renovated earth. We'll talk about that in a future session. But, but, uh, but during the, during the millennium, there's going to be natural people for a thousand years living on the earth. Uh, known as the nations. In the Bible, they're called sheep nations. We'll get to that as we go. But I believe that the healing of the nations from this tree, that's, that, that's, the, that's who the fruit of this tree will be ministering to the, the nations on earth during the millennium. But we'll say more about that as we go. But anyway, that'll be something to see that tree, won't it? And they'll show, look at verse 3, Revelation 22, 3, and there shall be no more curse. Won't that be wonderful? Uh, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. And you'll see this, and, I, and I've actually moved, actually here I've moved over into talking about the new heavens and the new earth. And, and But the reason I'm doing that is because, because it's really heaven. It's heaven moving to earth. God's actually going to move His throne here, here to the earth. Of course, Jesus is going to have His throne on the earth during the millennium. But then God's actually eternally going to move His throne here to the earth, the new heavens and the new earth. I mean, wow, that's, that's how much God, for God so loved the world. He loves this place. He loves the people that are in it. And, uh, and he's going to be moving here. And we'll see that in, in the future. He's going to be moving here. We'll see that in the Bible as we go. And I've moved over into, into that, but I've, I've done it because, because we're looking at the characteristics of heaven and, 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 and Revelation 22 brings it out, brings it out as well as the other verses we've read. There shall be no more curse. The throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. His servants shall serve Him. What an honor it is to serve the Lord. Wow. Think about that. Just getting to serve Him. And they shall see His face. You think about that. Wow. You can look at his face for eternity and think that a second went by. I mean, wow, his name shall be on their foreheads and there shall be no night there. Wow. Wow. Think about that. You know, I think about the Apostle Paul. I may have already quoted it, but I'll say it again. He said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For a Christian, dying is gain because we get to go be with the Lord in heaven. Wow. Wow. He went on to say that, Put it in my own words that being in heaven, Paul said this, is far better than being here on the earth. And it is. Hey, there's some other, as I close this, there's a few other observations that I've made from the Bible about heaven that I want to share with you as I close. Um, There's no marriage there. So marriage is something for, for here on earth. A man and a woman is a husband and a wife. Now, I'm not going to give you all the verses for the sake of time, but hey, 
get a concordance, look these up, Google these these things, and you can find them in the Bible. The, the Google will tell you right where in the Bible you can find these things. But there will be no marriage there. Now, there will be eating and drinking. There's going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, there's not going to be alcohol there. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, uh, but, but there's going to be the fruit of the, of the vine is non-alcoholic. But I tell you what, there's a marriage supper of the lamb. Uh, I'll say a little more about that later on. Uh, there's going to be a part. I mean, heaven is a wonderful place. You haven't been to a party until you've been, a, been to a party that God's put on. But, uh, there's eating and drinking there. Absolutely. <laughs> How can we eat and drink with our glorified bodies? Well, Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, remember, he appeared to the apostles there, you know, who were shut in that room, and he asked them if they had anything to eat. Remember, in another occasion, you know, he was over there, uh, Jesus, there was a fire, and he's barbecuing fish. I mean, you know, but, 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 but he did want to, he, he looked for what fish, and they said they had fish and a honeycomb or something, so that glorified body can eat. Now, I don't know how it all works. Don't, don't, I don't know how it all works, but I'm just telling you what the Bible says. There'll be angels there. We've already talked about that, those living creatures. Now, there's horses in heaven. I know that because the Bible says at the end of the tribulation, at the Battle of Armageddon, Jesus comes back. He's got a white horse now. Jesus does. It's a whole lot better than the Lone Ranger's horse. Guaranteed fact. You know, silver. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what Jesus' horse's name is. I don't know. But it's a stallion. I tell you what. And he's coming back on that, and we're coming with him. There's horses in heaven. So that leads me to believe there's animals in heaven. I have to believe that. Absolutely. Now, um, I have to, I know people are going to have this question. Pastoring almost three decades, I got this question frequently. And pastor, they'd say, people say, pastor, are our pets, you know, are our pets going to be in heaven when they die? Are they going to go to heaven? Well, I can't find in the Bible where pets that, you know, animals that die here on the earth go to heaven. They don't have spirits that, that, Sorry, <laughs> just, but I can't find in the Bible where your pets, when they die, go to heaven. But I just covered that because somebody might be thinking that. But, but you know what, God, you see the, you see the animals that are in heaven. It, glory to God. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, there's joy in heaven. We see that when a sinner repents. We, the Bible says there's joy there. People who are there are aware of spiritual things. Um, you know, like down here on earth. Because people ask me, uh, Pastor, do people in heaven know what we're doing here on the earth? I'm convinced of it. They, they, they're not concerned with whether we got a new house, a new car, a new suit, you know, those sorts of things. But they're aware of spiritual things. I, I'm convinced of it. Like when somebody gets saved or they, they, they rededicate their life to the Lord or, or, you know, do a work for the Lord. I believe that, that the folks in heaven are aware of that. The Bible says we'll have homes in heaven. I already quoted to, quoted it to you. Jesus said, my father's house are many mansions. So, you know, glory to God. Now, here's another question I've been asked over the years. Will we see and recognize our, our loved ones? Well, absolutely, absolutely. You can see that in Luke, the 16th chapter. Uh, Jesus, again, explained that very well there. And, uh, you know, Lazarus, it's interesting, Lazarus the beggar, uh, he knew the rich man who he lived with contemporarily, contemporary of his on the earth. Uh, the, the, the rich man knew who Lazarus was. The rich man knew who Lazarus was, and they lived on the earth at the same time. Okay, and uh, but then that rich man also in Luke 16, he knew who Abraham was. He'd never seen Abraham in the flesh. Absolutely not, not, not to my, my, for my study of it. So what am I saying? We'll know people in heaven. We'll know, we'll know. The Bible says we'll know even as we are known. We'll know people. We'll know, uh, you know, uh, uh, our family members. We'll know, uh, people that lived in other times, in other, in other centuries. I'm convinced of that. And, uh, you know, somebody asked me, uh, one time they said, well, what about, uh, uh, if we had loved ones here on the earth and, and, and they didn't believe on the Lord Jesus and, and they don't go to heaven, but they go to hell and they're not in heaven. Won't we be sad over that? And, and the only thing I, only answer I've been able to come up with on that is that we just read it. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. So somehow or another, God's going to handle that sorrow and deal with that. And, uh, and so that, that's a good thing, as sad as it is that a loved one didn't make heaven. Uh, or anybody didn't make heaven. Uh, another question I've been asked is, what about uh, babies who die, you know, under the age of a, what what I would call the age of accountability, or there's been a miscarriage or even an abortion? Well, that's very clear. Those those little ones are in heaven with the Lord. No doubt about it. David lost a, a, a 
His son died, I believe it was right after uh, he was born. And uh, David said, uh, he can't come to me, but I'll, I'll be able to go to him. And so so if, if you've lost a baby, if you've uh, miscarriage, an abortion, whatever, as terrible as these things are, uh, that child is safe with the Lord and you'll get to see him one day if you're born again and you know Jesus. And, uh, and uh, But also, too, uh, I want to say this. I'm convinced that we're not all going to have the same glory about us in heaven. Uh, now, we, we get to go to heaven. It's a free gift from the Lord, you know, through what Jesus did on the cross. Absolutely. But as we talked about with the judgment seat of Christ last week, uh, I believe that, that we're not all going to have the same glory or radiance about us. And we'll all have glorified bodies eventually, but I, I, I'm just convinced we're not all going to have the same glory or radiance about us. I believe that uh, the, the way we've lived our lives here on the earth is going to affect our, our radiance, if you will, in heaven. Um, and you can go into the Corinthians, I believe, and make an make a, 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 a argument for that, but uh, that's just what I think. And, uh, you know, it pays to serve God. It pays to be faithful to him here in the now because the here and the now is going to affect you for all eternity so serve him now be faithful to him now and uh, and just reading from my notes here we'll be worshiping God we've seen that fellowshipping with God and the saints we'll be resting from our labors uh, devil's not in heaven that's you know <laughs> won't have to deal with him up there that's for sure and uh, and the Bible says oh I like this Ephesians 2 7 that in the ages to come, God might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. That's what we're going to be doing for eternity. God just showing us the exceeding riches of His grace. And man, that never gets old. Heaven is going to be anything but boring. I tell you what, exciting. And I've told so many people this over the years when they've lost a loved one has died, you know, and and, uh, and in the Lord, they went to heaven. First of all, I tell them, you know, well, that loved one's not lost. We know where they're at. They're with the Lord. And I've said this many times. Anybody who dies in Christ, don't ever feel sorry for them. Don't ever feel sorry for someone who has died in Christ. Because they. I've told so many people this. They wouldn't want to come back now even if they had the chance. Because they're with God in glory. And the Apostle Paul, I'll say it again, it's, they're far better off. They're absolutely the truth. So glory to God. Hey, I've enjoyed sharing this with you today. This has been been good, talking about heaven. And... Uh, uh, and we'll pick up right here next week and uh, I believe we'll talk about uh, the, the, the tribulation period because you see for the saved, that's what lay in our future. But if you don't know Jesus, well, you've got that tribulation to look forward to and that's not good. So, hey, if you're out there listening to me and you want to miss out on that tribulation period and you want to miss out on hell for all eternity... Repent of your sins. Have a change of heart. Turn to God. Have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. Call on Him and mean it. And I tell you what, your eternal future will be changed in a moment's time. You'll miss hell when you die. You'll go to heaven. If the rapture takes place, you'll get to go into rapture. And God, He'll make your life worth living. He really, really will. So receive Jesus. And I'll see you here next week. God bless you. And bye-bye.